My jungle will lure you in, with paths that are deceptively apparent, and secrets that will never be uncovered. Silver starlight may show you the way, shape-shifting shadows will lead you astray. So open your eyes, I shall show you a world etched deep in my mind, and free from your kind. Only the greatest explorers of the unknown, those who are willing to lose themselves can unravel the enigma. For the essence of the jungle lies not in being found, but in getting lost. Welcome to Thorn's Jungle. How's it going everyone? Welcome to another episode of Thorn's Jungle. Hope everyone's had an awesome week so far. Um, it is a beautiful day here in Perth. It's 25 degrees Celsius and sunny. Um, we're still in our winter at the moment, but it's definitely heading towards spring. Um, after the winter we just had, in July we had 28 consecutive days of rain, which is like one of the wettest Julys we've had in history here in Western Australia. But I love the rain. I mean, I hate the cold, but I love the rain. So that really didn't bother me. Uh, but now that it's starting to warm up, I'm really looking forward to summer, I tell you what. Uh, I think I'll be walking to the gym today, it's that nice. Although I do have leg day, so I'll walk there, do legs, and instantly regret having to walk home, because I'll be walking like a complete idiot, all jelly-legged and wobbly. People think I'm drunk, which, uh, which I'm not, surprisingly. <laughs> okay, so this episode is about why... I fell in love with the jungle. Uh, you see me post about it all the time on Instagram. I'm always talking about it. Hell, the podcast name is Thorns Jungle. And it's because I love the jungle so damn much. Uh, being stuck at home and not being able to travel overseas because of this shitty pandemic. Uh, man, when I see like jungle on, a jungle on TV or watch a jungle movie, which I watch quite often my heart just breaks because I just want to be there again. It's like I can feel my heart rate increasing like it's beating so badly it wants to get there, get back out to the jungle. Um, so I thought this episode I'll go through what I love about the jungle, why I fell in love with it, how I fell in love with it. And a lot of people ask me, what is a jungle? Like, you say jungle all the time. What actually is a jungle? Like, is this a jungle? Is that a jungle? A jungle is any sort of dense, thick, green vegetation uh, that's sort of hard to penetrate that is usually found in tropical areas, pretty much. So, a rainforest, you can call it a jungle. A jungle, you can say, you know, people say, talk about the concrete jungle, like the cities are concrete jungles because it's a thick, dense, uh, concrete sort of thing it's it's a big densely populated with buildings and stuff so that's why i call it a concrete jungle when a real jungle is densely vegetative natural uh environment that's usually warm and humid and uh very tropical so we have jungles in australia we have some in the northern territory and in northern queensland which is like the Daintree Rainforest, that is a jungle. It's a densely vegetated uh, tropical environment. 
And I've been, I mean, where I am in Western Australia, uh, around Perth, we have wetlands, we have bushland. You can't really call that a jungle. It's so dry and scrub-like. Um, I wouldn't call it a jungle. But I've been to quite a few jungles in the world. I've done been the Amazon. Uh, I've been to the jungles in India, which is very different to the jungles I'm used to, uh, which is the Malaysian jungle. That's where I've spent most of my jungle adventuring time, is in Malaysia. And Borneo as well, which the is also a part of Malaysia. That top part of Borneo is owned by Malaysia, although Borneo is an island, the third largest island in the world. Uh, it's owned by the top bits, Malaysia, bottom bits, sort of Indonesia, and then there's a tiny bit that's Brunei. So there's three countries in Borneo. Um, and I, I always loved, oh, of course, there's the dogs. How long's it been? Hasn't even been five minutes and they've started. Oh, God. Anyway. So, I've always loved jungle movies as a kid, you know, I love, Anaconda is my favourite movie, and guess what, it's set in a jungle. Um, Romancing the Stone, one of my favourites, obviously Indiana Jones, uh, anything that involves a jungle, I will watch it, and I'll probably enjoy it. Oh, the other dog started. Um, so, even as a kid, I, I was always fascinated with jungle adventuring, and... We were lucky as kids where our parents took us to, well, like a lot of Australians, especially around WA, uh, we went to Bali quite a lot. And Bali is a tropical island in, in, in Indonesia. Um, and there is jungle in Bali, around the West Bali National Park is all jungle. And, you know, we did things where we would go whitewater rafting. And that's kind of out in the jungle. I mean, it's not primary jungle at all. A lot of it's been cleared, but it does look very jungly and I always loved it. I mean, although it was on a tour and very tame, as a kid, I loved it. It felt like a jungle adventure. So as I got older, I wanted to spend more time in the jungle and I went to Kuala Lumpur with my family in oh, years ago for the first time and it, I just wanted to see more of the Malaysian jungle. So I went back uh, with my brother to film the Temple of the Viper documentary. Um, and that was filmed in Penang, which is an island off Peninsula, Malaysia. And there's, I think thir like 30% of that island is still jungle. So we spent a lot of time in that jungle. And I, I just... Yeah, I fell in love with it. It was everything I wanted and more. You know, just that that sense of danger, that sense of you're in a you're doing a jungle adventure. Like this is stuff that happens in movies. You know, and as as soon as you step one foot into that jungle, you're dripping with sweat. The humidity is that high where your sweat can't dry, it can't evaporate, so it just sticks to you, and then you perspire more, and you just get more and more soaked. So, no joke, 5, 10, 15 minutes of being in that jungle, it's like you've jumped into a swimming pool. You're just soaking wet. A lot of people would hate that, but I absolutely love it. I love being just filthy in the jungle, because nobody's clean in the jungle. If you were filthy walking around a bar or something, uh, in, in your hometown, or walking around the shopping center, then yeah, 
you should be ashamed of yourself. You've got something to be embarrassed by because most of the other people are clean and you're just filthy, sweaty and muddy and stinking. But in the jungle, everyone's stinking. Everyone's in the same boat, you know? Everyone's got leeches attached to their genitals. So you're fine. You're safe. You're in a safe place when you're in the jungle. <laughs> well, actually, no, you're not, but you're safe from judgment. Unless you're a lazy bastard that comes out in the jungle and doesn't hold his own weight and won't walk bloody a kilometre without having to stop and, you know, that, yeah, then you're, you're a dick. But everything about the jungle, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the differences between the Malaysian jungle um, and the Indian jungle and the, in the Amazon and Bornean jungle. I spent a month in India doing a documentary on the Asiatic lions. And that jungle, it's almost borderline bush slash jungle. The only thing that really makes it a jungle is it's, it can be very lush in the winter um, in the wet season. And there's vines. I mean, you associate vines and, you know, big thorny, you know, uh, ferns and stuff like that with, with the jungle. And the Indian jungle certainly had that. But it was, when I was there, it was a lot more dry a lot more sepia tone to it, you know? But it was still a jungle. It was still populated with monkeys. It still had big cats, still had leopards. Obviously, it had lions. Um, and this is the last sort of forest area in the world that has Asiatic lions. Um, and so there were exotic-looking species. So it definitely was a jungle. But then, in contrast with the Southeast Asian jungles... Um, it's very different. The Southeast Asian jungles have very tall, straight trees, um, way more thickets of, of green vegetation. Uh, it, it's just very different and a lot more humid. The Indian jungle is very dry when we were there. So obviously it does get humid in the wet season, but the sort of Southeast Asian jungles don't often get super dry. They will always stay humid. And in the wet season, they're bullshit humid. Um, so, one of the jungles that I've spent the most amount of time is in sort of the middle of Peninsular Malaysia. And it's a, it's an enormous rain, rainforest slash jungle. Well, same sort of, same sort of thing. Um, and it's also one of the oldest rainforests on the planet as well. Uh, there's a lot of sort of conjecture about which is the oldest. Australia says the Daintree Rainforest is the oldest, but, you know, who knows? They're still bloody old jungles, all right? Let's just say that. We'll agree on that. So I've been to that jungle, that specific area, three times. Three times? Yeah, three times. First was when we were filming the Tale of the Tapir documentary. Uh, my brother was with me on that one again. And that, that was amazing, you know, because... The Penang jungle, there's nothing big there that can kill you. Uh, actually, what, what am I saying? We, we, we went to Borneo before that. Oh, I'll get into Borneo. So, all right, let's just focus on this peninsular Malaysian jungle, then we'll get to Borneo. So I actually was in Borneo, the Bornean jungle before peninsular Malaysia. Um, anyway, we'll talk about peninsular Malaysia. So in this area of jungle, there is tigers, there's leopards... There's false gharial, which are enormous crocodilians. And people used to think that they weren't 
dangerous to humans, but in actual fact, there has been fishermen that have been eaten by them. And these things can grow to like five or six meters long. So, you know, you're talking about a 20 foot crocodilian here. Um, and the thing I love about this jungle and why I've been back three times is because it has all that and it has monkeys and it has gibbons, which are an ape. They're, a, they're called a lesser ape, but they they take no back seat to no ape, I tell you. They're, they're awesome apes. They're probably the best ape, in fact, in in speaking of ape terms, because they do everything that, you know, your great apes like gorillas and chimps do, except build nests. But they are so amazing in the trees. They have ball and socket joints in their wrists. They're just awesome. And that's my favorite noise in the jungle, is hearing gibbons singing. It's it's awesome. Um, yeah, it's like music to my ears when I'm in there. And it just, every time I hear like a gibbon singing on, on, on TV or anything like that, I just, my heart breaks because I want to be back in the jungle. But also, uh, hornbills are another thing that you see and hear. And they just sort of make the jungle experience for me that much more real because you see them flying over and they look like like some sort of pterosaur. <laughs> they they're huge. They got like especially the rhinoceros hornbill, they you know, they can have close to a 6-foot wingspan. And the noise their wings make when they're flying, it sounds almost like a zzz, like an airplane kind of weird sound. Um but that was the first time I went to the Peninsula Malaysia jungle was uh, after Penang jungle and while filming Tale of the Tapia. And yeah, so what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do separate uh, podcasts on each jungle trip I did because it is absolutely insane. I could talk for hours about what happened, um, things we saw, things we did. Uh, but this is just purely why I fell in love with the jungle. And obviously we found the tapir, which was is such a peculiar looking animal. Um, especially the Malayan tapir. It's way more distinct looking than the South American ones. You know, it's big. It's got like a sort of short trunk, a uh, proboscis. And it's like panda patterned. And it, it's just amazing. And they're not these cute cuddly animals people think they are. They actually have attacked people and bitten people's arms off in captivity and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, we did find that. And uh, so before that, we went to Borneo um, to look for a bear cat. And the Bornean jungle compared to the Peninsula Malaysian jungle, it's very similar. You do get very similar animals. Um, you don't get tigers, you don't get tapirs on Borneo, uh, but you do get, obviously, your macaques, you do get very similar reptiles, you know, your reticulated pythons, um, things like that. But I just found it was a lot more dense, the Bornean one. The Bornean jungle is a lot more dense than the Peninsula Malaysian jungle for some reason. I don't know if it was the area we were in, um, but the difference between the Bornean jungle and the Peninsula Malaysian jungle is the Bornean jungle has great apes. It has orangutans. And we were so, like, unbelievably fortunate enough to see... I think we saw three wild orangutans. And we're not on any tours here. We're not going out with a group of people. It's literally 
myself and my brother. Um, for a, Scott wasn't with me in India, but he was with me uh, in Penang and one of the Peninsula Malaysia jungle trips and Borneo. Um, so he was with me for three. Yeah, three. Um, and yeah, I, I don't do tours. I can't stand it. I, I, I don't like other people being there. You know, I, I think if you want to do something, go out there and do it yourself. Uh, but just make sure you're safe because it's so lost. It's so easy to get lost in, in, in the jungle. It's unbelievable. Um, and we did. We got lost a couple of times and it's pretty damn scary. Uh, I think one time we got lost. That's when I f my brother spotted this snake as we were trying to find our way back to sort of the border between the where the jungle ends and the palm forest begins, palm oil plantations. And my brother was like, what's that, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's, a, um, it's this unbelievably colourful, beautiful snake. And I couldn't tell if it was a, a crate, uh, like a red-tailed red crate or a, um, or a coral snake. And, you know, I caught it and managed to identify it later as a uh, subspecies of the Malayan blue coral snake. And it looks very different to the Malayan Blue Coral Snake, which is why I couldn't really identify it. And we filmed it for the documentary, and it's the first time it was ever filmed. But I'll get into that on another episode when I'm talking about filming that documentary, The Bearcat of Borneo, because it gets very sketchy. You know, I thought I was going to die, blah, blah, blah. So we'll get into that in another episode. But I came back to the Malayan Peninsula Malaysian jungle uh, two more times. Once I, uh, one time I brought my girlfriend with me. Um, we were kind of uh, not doing it as rough as I normally would, um, obviously. And she was terrified of the jungle. And I remember one night we went out night spotting and I walked in front of her into the jungle, just turned off the torch, my flashlight, and it was just pitch black, like the blackest you'll ever experience. And just went silent and kind of went, Arr! like yelled as if I got attacked. And... Yeah, she shat herself and wasn't happy about, with me about that, but um, yeah, <laughs> it was a laugh for me. Um, now, I went back by myself and spent a week or five days, five nights out there by myself in the middle of buttfuck nowhere jungle, and that is another episode on its own, that solo jungle trip I did because it was unbelievable, you know, I got stalked by tigers, things like that. So I'll get into that in another whole episode. But the jungle to me is like, you know, people say, oh, the um, space is the last frontier. It's like, nah, man, you go out into the jungle and you're in it. You're stepping back in time into the footsteps of old school explorers, you know, like Percy Fawcett and things like that. And, you know, one of the greatest explorers of all time, um, Dr. Indiana Jones, um, yeah, made some really great discoveries uh, for science. Um, real, of course. Um, yeah. So, and, and as well, like another thing is that I love about the jungle is you never know what you're going to find. Uh, when we were walking through, we got, we were lost and we were kind of trying to find this river that would give us our bearings back and we encountered a native tribe of jungle people. 
and I'll get into that in another doc in another podcast episode because that was amazing, you know. So that's another thing. You never know what you're gonna find. You never know what you're gonna see or encounter. Uh, there was a UFO encounter, <laughs> which I'll get into another time. Um, but it's it's beautiful. The jungle is absolutely beautiful, but so damn deadly. You know, if you stop in the jungle and stay still for too long, you you start to rot. The jungle starts eating you. Even after a day or two walking around in the jungle, you take your, your boots off and your feet are like, because they've been wet all day, they're, you know, when they get to the point where they've gone past the wrinkled phase and the skin starts falling off, that happens within a day or two. So if you think about it, you spend so much time in that jungle and you're soaking wet all the time, that's what's going to happen all over your body. And I remember we found this gigantic tree that had fallen down recently because that's what happens. Trees fall down all the time in the jungle um, and they're actually really dangerous. I mean, they get some strong winds or strong rain. It will push trees over and these trees are enormous. They're like 150 feet, some of them, and weigh, you know, 100 ton plus. So... Um, I remember we found this massive one and we were sort of climbing around on it and exploring it. And even walking along this tree, although it had fallen down sideways, we were still maybe three stories high. It was that big. Um, and it was kind of fresh. It had freshly fallen down. And then two years later, I went back to that same jungle and found it. And it was basically, it had basically disappeared. This entire tree was just overgrown. Um, the jungle had consumed it. So you stay still too long in the jungle and you will be consumed. And the jungle isn't for people that want to go for a little, you know, I want to go on an adventure, I'm going to go out by myself into the jungle. It's, it's too dangerous, you shouldn't do it. You should stick to a tour. You should only do, um, go explore the jungle alone if, you're, if you know what you're doing. If you know what animals are in the area, you know how to find your way back. So yeah, I, I don't recommend not taking tours to people. It's just, I don't. <laughs> and that's what I always say. It's not an adventure unless something goes wrong and shit goes wrong all the time. Um, you know, your bags rip, uh, your boots, the sole comes off them and that's like a fucking nightmare. Uh, you encounter wildlife, you get surrounded by elephants as we did once um, and they weren't happy. Um, but... It, that that that's what I love about it. The, the it's the shitty things that happen in the jungle that I love because I know I'm in an adventure. I know I'm writing my own adventure story, my own adventure novel, my own adventure movie, and I'm the hero in that movie. You know, and everybody should be the hero in their own movie. Um, and when I went to South America to Bolivia, um, that was my you know, first experience with South American jungles. And again, it was so different, like incredibly different. Um, so the Amazon has the like a bullshit amount of uh, biodiversity, amount of species that live there. But the population density of these species are, are quite low. So in the Amazon, it's like you're not seeing, like there's so many species of animals, but there's just not, a lot of biodensity of them. Um, so it can be quite hard to find animals in the Amazon. Um, 
in Malaysia, we it was it was a lot easier. You know, we would find. I think in Borneo, we found five different species of snake in sort of one day. In um, in the Amazon, yeah, we didn't. We we found a few a lot a, a, sort of in the period of a few weeks. Um, but again, it was really cool because it was my first experience with the New World. So the old world is Africa and Asia, and the New World is um, South America. And just seeing some of those New World monkeys, um, we saw jaguar footprints. Obviously, finding some boas. I'm so used to finding pythons. Um, finding some boas was really cool. Really big boa constrictor. And obviously seeing the pink river dolphins, the Bolivian pink river dolphins was a massive highlight for me. Um, but yeah, the South American jungles, they're, they're just so damn different and still unbelievably beautiful. But my heart will always belong in the Asian jungles, I think, because I've just had so many magical experiences in there. And it, it, I'll need to spend a lot of time in at the Amazon to really equal out those experiences. Um, who knows, when I go back to the Amazon again, it could change. And obviously the Amazon was so special to me because that's where we filmed the first episodes of Kings of Pain. And that was amazing. Um, but Southeast Asian jungles will always, always have my heart. For now, who knows? I've still got a lot more jungles to explore. Um, and I will. Uh, absolutely. But... Yeah, that's why I fell in love with the jungle. It's dangerous, it's beautiful, it's deceiving. Um, it's not just a game of physical strength, but it's a game of wits as well. It's like you're walking around in a, for kilometers in a steam room, pretty much. There's always bugs crawling on you. It pisses down with rain. And if it's not raining, then macaques are pissing down on you that's what I like to call the jungle rain I remember walking out my tent once and like, oh it's raining I love jungle rain look up and no it was the macaques pissing on me ah those little devils um and it's like a good excuse to use a machete not on the monkeys of course but walking through the jungle swinging at vines cutting vines down you know it's stuff like the cool thing about the jungle is what you see on the movies it can be done in the jungle you're doing in the jungle yourself and it's just that sense of adventure and exploration um, that really really made me fall in love with it because I don't like the cold I've never actually seen snow well I've touched snow I've seen snow in the Andes Mountains but never touched it um, I obviously would love to um, but it's the tropical environments that really um, draw me in rather than, uh, who knows, you know, I could see snow and absolutely fall in love with it. Um, but it's definitely the tropical environments that I love the most. Um, and especially finding things like uh, where humans have once been, like abandoned bridges. Uh, I mean, just the word jungle temple is is sick ancient jungle temp temple those words are just awesome like stumbling across an old you know decaying jungle ruins is awesome and i've never really found ancient jungle ruins we found old bridges that have been that are dilapidated we found like human structures but they're 
you know, maybe only 100 years old, 200 years old. Uh, but even they're cool because there's vines growing all in them. Um, the roof is caved in. So it's still really cool. And finding jungle caves is another cool thing because, you know, some of these caves... Well, we found a cave in Penang and we can probably bet no uh, Westerner or even anyone has ever been in it, um, which is really cool. There's a cool little stream running through it. Uh, so jungle caves, jungle ruins, man, that just, it just calls out to me. That's just the coolest thing to experience. Uh, I would never recommend people just walking out into the jungle, obviously. So if you do want to do a jungle trip or experience a jungle, um, there's plenty of tours you can do, uh, obviously, and you'll get a taste of it. Um, and if you're like me, you might get full-blown jungle fever. And that's what I got. I, I caught jungle fever, and not the bad type where, you know, you're rotting. But although... Another thing as to why I love what what I used to do as a kid, I used to go down to our local wetlands. Speaking of rotting feet, um, our local wetlands, which is like it's basically a swamp. I'm not going to say it's a lake. It is a lake, but not a swimming lake or anything like that. It's a swamp, um, and I used to take my clothes off and wade through the water uh, amongst all the trees and stuff. And you're not supposed to swim in these lakes. They're full of parasites. It's just you don't swim in these in this swamp. You just don't. Um, I light a fire on a bit of floating floating paper bark and walk around with it floating in front of me. And I'd spend the whole day there. And I remember I came out once, and my one of my toes, my middle toe, was bright red. And to this day, it is still bright red. It's like I caught some sort of parasite or something, and um. Yeah, caught the old red toe. So it's been like that for probably... Oh, close to maybe 16, 17 years. Oh, maybe more. Maybe close to 20. It's been like that. The old red toe. So that's the stuff you catch while adventuring. And, you know, I've been bitten by giant ants, giant spiders. And not for Kings of Pain. Like, accidentally bitten by these things. But it's... That's what comes with it. That's what comes with being a jungle adventurer and exploring the jungle um, yeah it's not just the animals but it's the environment it's you know the vines the trees the the darkness of the jungle and also the brightness when a tree collapses you just see this beam of light coming in through the canopy and everything just starts growing because they can see the sun now you know it's just it's amazing you know things thrive in the jungle because it's so fertile it's so fertile and that's why it's a jungle it's you really need to try hard to penetrate it that, yeah, that sounded a bit dirty um, to get through it the jungle you need to try really hard you know it's hard to penetrate you got to wine and dine it pretty damn hard ah, sorry bad joke but uh yeah so this is why I fell in love with the jungle, how I fell in love with the jungle. I'm going to do episodes, and I'll probably get my brother involved, because he was with me on three of them. Uh, obviously, I've done the Temple of the Viper one. I should have got him on for that. Uh, but I'll get him on for the Bearcat of Borneo one, so the Borneo jungle, Bornean jungle, and I'll get him on for the Tale of the Tapir one, and we'll talk about that, because a lot of cool stuff happened, a lot of cool adventures happened. 
Uh, we'll discuss that. Um, yeah, hope you have an awesome week. Hope you've enjoyed it and fell in love a bit with the jungle just from hearing me talk about it. I'll probably put you off, <laughs> to be honest. I'll probably scared you away from the jungle. Uh, but be the hero in your own movie. You know, that, that's what it is. Create your own adventure. Choose your adventure. Choose your destiny. Mortal Kombat reference. All right, guys. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll see you next time on Thorn's Jungle.